Dwyer was getting... Reset this up. What's now, the, the story I'm going to tell you, it's like a Christmas miracle. But by the time you get to the Christmas miracle, so many things have happened that make it not miraculous that it just it's basically a wash. And I think the best way to start the story would be to I don't want to I don't want to jump in in the middle of it. I got to I got to set it up so that you know exactly what's going on. But it turns out I tried to order something from a retailer and then pick it up at their store because it would be more convenient. Mm-hmm. But before any of this happened, Saturday was the day we were going to go get our Christmas tree. And we were going to go out, well, Friday was the day we were going to get our Christmas tree, but we ended up not being able to get it because the place we were going to go isn't open on the week on weekdays. No, nobody wants Christmas trees on the weekdays. So we decided, okay, well, we'll wait till tomorrow, and we'll go in the morning, and we'll go early, and we'll go and get our tree. And so we did. We didn't go to the place we normally would go, like the place I talked about last week up in Fulton. Ah, the kids didn't want to ride all the way up to Fulton. Eh, too much togetherness. Too much togetherness. Is there a place closer? So both kids are on their phones trying to find closer places to get a Christmas tree. So we find a place, and that's, it's a place we've been to before. So they have pretty good trees. Everything's going to be cool. No problem. So we pile into the Jeep, and uh, I got Joey riding shotgun so he can co-pilot for me. He can navigate for me, and I got the girls in back, and here we go. Wah, we're driving. And, and now... I prefer to have the, uh, the the navigation close at hand so that I can kind of eyeball it. Um, but Joey is the one who's doing the navigating, and he's rested the phone right on the the old crap bar, you know, that you have above the da- of, the, of the glove box. And so I can't quite see it. I'm trying to look at it, and and he's not really telling me everything. He sort of tells me when I need to turn, right when I need to turn, instead of <laughs> you just missed it. Yeah. Heard that a lot, mm-hmm. especially on Friday. It's not like uh, your your map quest person or right. whatever. In a hundred feet, you're going to turn left, and they tell you five times between a hundred feet and the time you turn. I love right. that. I and, need and that. Thirty feet. Right. Well, turn left now. So Joey's got the navigation on on the phone, and it's turned down. So his job is to look at the navigation and basically reply repeat everything that the navigation is saying. And so wow, that's enough to make you crash into a tree. So we're driving, we're driving, and I'm going. I'm like, I can't. It's up there. It looks like it's around a corner, and then I turn right, and I'm like interpreting this myself because my co-pilot is not helping me. So all of a sudden, Joey says, "Yeah, your turn is right here," and there it is, Christmas trees. Ah! So we hit the brakes. I'm pretty sure that the two girls fell out of the car. We stopped so fast, but I made the turn, and we get and we pull in, but it's. I mean, the tires are squealing and everything. I mean, it's like the Dukes of Hazard showed up to buy a Christmas tree. We pull in, and uh, we walk through the forest, and, uh, oh, here it is, the perfect tree. Thank God we found it, okay? And so, you know, we cut it down, and we drag it back to the office, and they're going to shake it for us and all that stuff. The guy flips on his shaker shaker, and he blows a breaker. And that's not a poem. That's really what happened. Throws on the shaker shaker, blows a breaker. Yeah. So we're standing there, and now he's got to go into the into the office to try to find the breaker. To the reset the Christmas tree shimmy thing to get all the needles off of it, um, all the dead needles. And uh, while we're in this moment, I'm looking around at this place and I'm like, you know, this does not seem like the kind of place that deals in plastic money. You get that sinking feeling. I'm like, huh. You don't. I mean, you guys take Apple Pay here, probably like cash. We have the tree carcass laying next to us, <laughs> waiting to be shaken and wrapped. And the 
the guy comes back out, and I say, you know, hey, while I'm looking around, you guys take a MasterCard here? No, 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 no. No. We take cash or check. My wife, before we got in the Jeep to make this drive to the Christmas tree place, she says to me, do I need to bring my purse for any reason? No. Your man's in charge of the finances. Please. And your son. Greggy Wallet Pay is right here. We don't need no stinking purse. Okay, driver carries no cash. We have a salesperson like that here in the building that only uses Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. So the last three times that Goose and I have been out with him doing like work kind of stuff, he's like, ah, yeah, this place doesn't take Apple Pay. You guys got any money I could borrow? I, I love buy- this. This is great. <laughs> Michaels is taking notes. I had to lend him some money so he could buy his kid a bracelet at yeah. the gun and knife show. Oh, it's so anyway, sad. sorry. <laughs> So, so this little mom and pop Christmas tree farm only takes cash or a check. They'd gladly take my check, which if they knew me better, they would not. Who takes checks anymore? Well, a, a small town. Who has well, a check? I was going to say, more importantly, who still uses checks? But here's the thing. So now, Mr. City Slicker, who comes into the country where Uncle Sam's legal tender is king... I don't have any Uncle Sam's legal tender. You know what I have in my wallet? I have a $2 bill in my wallet that my wife gave me for some reason, and she said never spend it. So I've had a $2 bill in my wallet and a bunch of receipts. So I don't have any money. She doesn't have any money. Joey, of course, never has any money. Katie's got all kinds of money. She's not going to let me use it. Grandpa said never to spend it. It's for emergencies. It's for a rainy day. So now, and I'm thinking the whole time I'm, I'm having this conversation with the guy, I'm like, you know, if you don't take plastic, that should be one of the first things uh, right after Christmas trees and open. That should be the thing underneath cash or check only. It's, it's like a vacancy or no vacancy on a yes. hotel sign. It should be right there. So, you know, automatically right away. You make your judgment based on it. Sorry, man. The word no is burnt out. <laughs> so, so there you are trying to glue the tree back onto it. What, what can you do? So I say to the guy, I'm like, hey, man, I, uh, uh, I'm a little short cash right now. Uh, are you hollering out, hoping that there's a listener who wants to pay it forward? <laughs> well, it happens a lot, but I guess it's a only lot of for times. Di- Greg Dwyer from the radio. It's caught without cash. He's tossing his hair. <laughs> Woo! So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, man, I'm good for it. Uh, where? No, 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 no. He says to me, yeah, there's, a, there's an ATM down the road, in the bar down the road. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, so you get to go to a bar. I say, I say to the kids and, and my wife, uh... You guys, uh, you guys, good here. You want to come with me? What do you want to do? Bull- and everyone's like, "I'm not standing here while we have a so we all leave them as collateral." You just we, chop down a tree. We all pile into the into the car, and away we go to the and, Christmas tavern. Yes, and and the guy's going. We're never going to see that homeless lady again. <laughs> Get down to the bar. And those people he kidnapped. Bar is closed because it's eight o'clock in the freaking morning. So now we're driving around town and, and you know, stuff that, well, gas station. Gas station always has, always has an ATM, right? Or you can get cash back if you go inside and buy something, That's right? That's what Joey said. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy a pack of gum and ask for $100 cash back. Beca- Why not? 
Get a hot dog. Because it's... Get a soda. No, yeah. no. Why? Get a 12-pack of beer. Sounds like up. you need it. Not going to play that game. Because I knew and get no tree. So, thankfully, there was a very small bank with a drive-thru that had an ATM on it. When you say a very small bank with a drive it's not a guy with a cardboard no, sign that thankfully has a bunch not. of cash on him. No, it was, a, it was a bank, but it was like a bank that used to be like a photomat. Okay. Remember when they have a... I mean, so it's tiny. They're, I don't even think there's room for... It's like a tiny house, but it's a bank. Okay. And so we get in there and... And I'm like, well, we got to do it. I, I need the cash, and our tree is drying out up there, laying on the ground. But that guy's got to shake it out anyway, so he's got stuff to do. We'll get back in time. Get the $100 and pay the $3.70 fee or whatever. And I, you know what? I'd rather they charge me that fee but not tell me. Anybody else like that? So that just before, like, you're salivating. You're like Pavlov's dog. You've put in all your required information. You've pulled your car out or your card out. You've put in the amount of money you want, what account you want it from, and it starts doing the grind like, yeah, we're counting out your money. Oh, wait a minute. Then a window pops up. There's a $3.75 fee that will be added to this uh, this transaction thanks to la, 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 bank. And and you have to acknowledge it, right? Like, okay to proceed. Yeah, no, I like, don't want that. Yeah, and it, and so so they they're dangling the money out, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, sorry, we, I forgot, forgot to tell you, we're going to charge you almost four bucks for this hundred dollars. Is that cool? And you're at the point where you, they got you over a barrel. There's nothing you can do. So you're like, yes. Yes, I should have brought money. Yes, I should have listened to my wife. Yes. You're saying yes to a lot of other questions than just, are you willing to pay this fee? <laughs> Listen, they're giving you money, and that that's that's a service they provide. Listen, gentlemen, I perform a service here, yeah. and the service costs money. <laughs> now, do you want your cash or don't you? Well, I did want my cash. We got the $100. Zip around, back up the hill, around the bend, onto the road. For those of you just tuning in, this tree is already dead. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so pissed off that even though I just driven there 20 minutes prior, I completely missed the turn again. Joey. Hey, man. This is it. This is it. (laughs) Almost knock over the sign. Pull back into the driveway. Pull up. There's the tree. It's re- it's wrapped in its netting on a picnic table waiting to go. I say to the guy, oh, all right, what do I owe you? He's like, yeah, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, okay, 50 bucks seems about right for a tree. It's about eight feet tall. Okay, whatever. And I look in my wallet. It's all 20s. <laughs> and I know I'm the first customer of the day because we got there when the ba- damn place wasn't even open yet. Well, I know he's got change. <laughs> so I said to him, I'm like... Do you have change? And he does the thing. The universal. He's patting his pockets. Oh, I think I got change in here somewhere. Gives me the change. Off we go. Another thing. He did have change. Yeah. Okay. But also, uh, this is a problem too. Is I, is, uh, I'm, a, I'm not a country mouse. I'm a city mouse. And even though the Quad Cities is not the most city of cities, when you go out to the country, the country is very different. And I threw a blanket in the back of the car because I thought, well, if we're going to throw the tree on top of it, probably should have a blanket on it or underneath it so it doesn't scratch the roof. And then I'm looking and I'm like, there's a ball of twine sitting on the shelf where the blanket is. 
do I bring the ball of twine? That's my twine that I tie up my twigs with when I leave them for the garbage. Bulky waste day. Yeah. Do I bring the ball of twine or do I leave it? Oh, don't bring it. And I'm like, why don't not, you have some like rope? Twine's not going to work. You need rope. They always use twine at the Christmas tree. He's not place. even bringing money. Why yeah. would he bring rope? <laughs> and I say to myself, you have a Jeep. Who doesn't keep rope in the Jeep? I don't want to seem like a city slicker. So I'm going to bring this twine. And it's a good thing I did because they didn't tie it to the roof of the car. I had to do that myself. So me and Joey are trying to tie this thing to the roof of the car. And then we have to drive on I 80 to get home. We got to take the bridge over the river. And so, and we get in the car, and I'm, you know, the, then the string goes, you know, through the through the car underneath underneath the roof of the car, it's like a good through, look. The, through the car doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I said, Joey, I said, did you did you t- t- pull it taut before you tied it? Because there's like a lot of slack in this thing. It's a lot of slack in this thing. He's like, yeah, I tied it really tight. I'm like, okay. And I I asked the girls in back because they also have a rope going underneath. I said, is your rope taut back there? And they're just and they're no, neither one of them are. And I'm like, well, I've, we've we've already been on the on the roof of the car twice trying to tie this tree down. And again, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So I'd rather drive off mm-hmm. and just accept the consequences that may come. The people driving along, so they'll honk and point if something's yeah, wrong, right? right? My wife says on the way home, should we stop at a hardware store and pick up some more twine or some bungee cords? And it's 8.40 in the morning. The bar isn't even open. This town is small. There's no... And I'm like, that would be a great idea, but there's no, there's no place. I said, we just got to go. We just got to take what the Lord gave us and try to get home with it. So on to I-80 we go. Well, then those ropes got real taut. Yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as we get to about 60. It's catching air. The tree, all I see in the back, I'm looking through the, through the rear view mirror, and all I can see is the blanket waving. Goodbye. The tree has slid back probably six feet so that it's as taut as it could be. And I tell Joey, hey, stick your phone out the window and take a selfie of the tree just to see where it is on the roof so that I know whether or not we should stick stop. Stick your phone out yeah, the window take I, a selfie. Yeah, there's no way to see. There's there, no way there, to see. There is no way. You could pull over and look. but I'm not going to pull over on the bridge. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the guy that stops all the traffic yeah. on the bridge because the idiot couldn't secure his Christmas tree. You're going to be the guy who gives birth to a Christmas tree from the roof. <laughs> there it goes. You know, none of this would happen if you'd used rope. I know. I didn't have any rope. And we don't have, and the stupid Jeep doesn't have any kind of tie downs. There's nothing. To, it's a Jeep. You would think like on the roof, there'd be these, you know, grommets or something. Nothing. <clears throat> so we get the tree home. It, it, it stayed on the roof. It's, yeah. I mean, for the purpose of this story, I mean... How many times did you have to stop and put it back on? I did not. It was not picture perfect, but you know what? We got home, and that's all that matters. Now, we're getting ready to put the tree in the stand. And a couple years ago, I had to buy a new stand because we broke our really cool one that we liked that has like a ball that put... It's like a ball in... uh, It's like a shoulder joint almost. You put the ball... On the on the trunk of the tree. Oh yeah, and then you down. can position and you can position it right. anywhere and lock it down. Well, I had broken that some years ago, so we got this new one, which it's just completely different. And our tree is too small. Too small. Yeah, it's supposed to drop in, and then these little flanges kind of hug it and hold it, and it, and they dig into the trunk, and it stays. But the trunk's too narrow. 
So the things don't, the tension on the things don't even meet the trunk. I'm like, oh, great. So we're going to buy a new Christmas tree stand. And I said, well, if we're going to buy a new Christmas tree stand, we're going back to the old one that I really liked, the one that we used to have. Okay. Meanwhile, tree lying down, not my wife tree, this is the Christmas tree, lying down in the middle of the living room with no stand because we were going to get a new one. Is your son holding it up like the deer hunters who listen? Check it out. No, Joey at this point is checking uh, his fantasy football. Doug's fur, man. He's doing a fantasy football trade on the couch. Nobody's enjoying this except my wife and I. We're the only ones who care about Christmas. And so... Hey, I'd like to help, but I just got hobo. Just got a hobo. So uh, I go online and I find the Christmas tree stand, the perfect one. But we need it today. Yeah. Now I see that it's available at Walmart. Okay. Do I go to Walmart and risk it being sold from the time? I mean, it's the it's ten days before Christmas. Do I risk it being sold on my drive to Walmart? You don't want to look like me and ask the guy before you can get the words out. Shaking their head, no, right? Mm-mm, mm-hmm. right. No. I don't want to be that guy. No. Well, they have to have like a a lot of them, right? One in stock. One. All right. Just one in stock. So. I'm like, I'm going to buy it online, and I'm going to buy it for pickup at the store. And I'm like, guess what I just did? I just bought a Christmas tree stand, and I'm going to run out and get it, and we're going to have Christmas. So as soon as I place my order, everything's cool. Then they tell me, we'll send you an email when your item is ready for pickup. It's, what do you mean it's ready for pickup? I just It's ready s- now. You said you had one. Yeah. I bought it. Let me come and get it. That's not how that. That's not how that works. They send you an email sometime by eight o'clock tonight. They said, and this was at eight. This was about nine thirty in the morning. I'm like, that's not. I should, and so I. I should have just driven out. And so now I'm thinking, well, what if I go out there, and I try to buy one, if they haven't pulled the one off the shelf. To put in my order, it's still on the shelf, right? I just buy it and then I cancel my online order. I had a lot of stuff going on. It's enough to make you want to be Jewish, isn't it? So an hour and 10 minutes later, I get the email and they say, your item is ready for pickup. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And now in my head, I see the commercials for pickup where you drive up and then you open your tailgate and some friendly Walmart worker comes in and puts your stuff in there and closes it and off you go. It's just like the high V aisles. Yeah. When, you, when you order online, you go pick up your groceries. Boom. You just park it. And sure enough, I get there. There's the There's the pickup. And so they have spaces at the front of the store for pickup. This is awesome. So I pull right on in there, and they're numbered. I don't know why. And I pull in, and I park, and I pop my trunk. What happens next? Well, I assume... (laughs) They got to let them know who you are. I show up, and I am there to pick... I got the email. I I had, I made no connection between the fact that I had to alert them to my presence. And hey, Bettendorf, come on in. Gotta... And in the amount of time I'm figuring this out, I realize that there's a whole different protocol to go through if you want to just get your stuff dropped off into your car. Those spaces are for people who have... Uh, a reservation to pick something up curbside. Typically, you go through an app. Yeah. And you mark that you're yeah. here when you're pulling in yep. the parking Don't lot. Don't reserve. I'm yeah. just here to pick up right. a tree stand, not have dinner yeah. for 10. Right. 
So in space number three, where I am, uh-huh. with my trunk popped, I'm. this is starting to dawn on me because I see people running out, dropping off, like they're scanning somebody's app and then they're, they're dropping packages in. And people are coming in and leaving very quickly, very quickly. Like, And I've been sitting here now for five minutes just sort of trying to figure out what to do next. I'm frozen in fear. And then all of a sudden I hear this honk. Meep, meep, meep. And, and I'm like, dude, that is not how you do this. You don't have to honk. Well, That's the I, sounds of Christmas. Maybe you do have to honk because you don't really know. You've never I done this before. I don't. So I start looking around like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So did you honk too? No. J-Hole wants my space. Because I guess the spaces correspond with the order Ooh. that you put on the app. They assign you a space. Let's put it in here. Maybe it's something better than a Christmas tree stand. <laughs> this guy. Hot tub. Me, me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. So he's honking at me because he needs my space. Well, I'm figuring this out, okay? I'm not stupid. I'm not smart, but I'm somewhere in between. So now I'm going to back up, and I'm going to give this guy his space, and I've decided I'm just going to go and park and pick up my item. Uh, uh. Now, I can't back out the direction that he's coming from because he's there waiting for me. So I have to back up the other way so that I can drive by him so he can get in the space. But the problem is, is there is a car turning into that aisle Mm -hmm. directly across from where he is. And I can't get out either way. You know, Dwyer has used the words, the problem is, more times than he's used the words, Merry Christmas. You see, what had happened. (laughs) You see, the problem is. What had happened was. We started this story <laughs> about 45 minutes ago. The problem is... Imagine having to live it. You just have to hear about it. So I can't back Snooze. up. I, I can't back up. I can't go forward. The guy's honking at me. The other car's waiting. For the, they, uh. So, so I, I back up and I roll out, park at the... And, you know, it's, it's, it's Walmart. The Saturday before Christmas, everyone's. I park well dressed, almost out by the Walmart gas. That's how far out I am. Mm. And I walk all the way into the store, and then I go to customer service. I, it's got a pretty long line of customer service, but all the Walmartians. So about ten minutes into this, I'm waiting in line, waiting in line, walking through the queue. I finally get to the front part of the line where I'm the next person to go and I realize it's just sort of a sinking feeling I'm like you know what I don't know what customer service I need I have no receipt I have no anything they just sent me an email that says I'm and I'm like this isn't where you pick up and I look over there's a giant thing right by the door where I walked in it says pick up so I've been standing in this stupid line for I don't know how long now and I walk all the way over to the pickup area. That's like they got lockers. It's like an airport in the old time bus station. So I get there and there's a Walmart employee there. And uh, the Walmart employee says, can I help you? I said, yeah. I'm Don't here. give me that. I'm here to pick up a package. <laughs> and she's like, oh, do you have your email? And I said, on my phone. Yes, I have it. And she said, well, our computer is down right now. So it's not unlocking any of the package. And. My response to her, after I've had a harrowing day, I've, uh, it's been a tough 20 minutes. I said, 
If your computer is down, why did you ask me if I had my barcode for my package to be picked up if you weren't going to be able to access it? She did not have an answer for me. You know, you are not, not very freaking helpful. You know that? You- so there's 10 of us standing around. The kiosk does not work. The lockers are all locked. Nobody can open them because the kiosk doesn't work. And I'm standing at the back of the line. But it's not really a line. It's just like a lot of confused, pissed off people. And some guy comes up to me. I think he is also here to pick up a package because he looks like Joe Average. He comes up to me and he says, uh, is there a problem? I said, yeah, the GD kiosk isn't working and nobody can get their stupid packages. Then I realized that he's a Walmart employee here to help me retrieve my package. I didn't realize because he had a coat on. See, so he looked like a shopper like me, but under his coat was his blue shirt and his name tag. And you've already got him in a headlock. I'm so mad. He's like, oh, can I get your name? I'm like, uh, here's my, you know, whatever. He scans my thing with a hand scanner. And he's like, oh, it's right back here. We haven't put it in the lockers yet. So even though, and this is where the story gets very tearful, even though I was frustrated and I was 10th in line and the, the kiosk was down, they had not put my thing in the kiosk that could not, like all the lockers, uh-huh. They had only brought it to the front of the store, and he could grab it for me, and he did. I got the stand, got the tree up, and it's going to be a hassle-free. Yeah, no problems. Now, m- me, yeah, I planted and grew my own tree in the time it took you to. <laughs> it's biggin' too, twelve feet tall. I'm telling you, man.